0: Good morning and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Lynette and I am a recovered compulsive overeater in Toronto, Canada. Today is Friday, September 25th, 2020. We're continuing our study of Bill's story on page 8, the first paragraph, no words can tell. Today's readers are the 12 steps, Lauren N, 12 Traditions, Anita L., and readers of the text, Melissa C., Tenzin P., and Susan H. The reference numbers for yesterday, Thursday, September twenty-four, the 7 a.m. meeting, 15428, and the 10 a.m. meeting, 15430. O.A. Preamble, Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who Our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 Steps and 12 Traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Lauren N. to read the 12 Steps. Good morning, Lauren.
1: Good morning, Lauren N., compulsive overeater, Sugar Addict from New York. 12 Steps. We admitted we were powerless over food and that our lives had become unmanageable. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, only, uh, praying only for the knowledge of his will for us and to the power to carry that out. Twelve, having had a spiritually, spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters, and to practice these principles in all our affairs. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Lynn. Thank you, Lauren.
2: And Anita L. will do the 12 traditions. Welcome, Anita. Anita, please press star one. Okay, Susan H., do you have the 12 traditions handy, please? This is Susan H., and I do.
0: Thank you, please go ahead.
1: The 12 traditions. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. For our group purpose, there's the one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend OA, the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems with money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight. Eight, O-Readers Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA, as such, ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. Twelve, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. I pass.
0: Thank you, Susan H. How our meeting works. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. Today, we're resuming our study of Bill's story on page 8, the first paragraph, No Words Can Tell. Melissa C., could you please read for us?
3: Hi. Thanks, Lynn. Thank you for your service. No words can tell of the loneliness and despair I found in that bitter morass of self-pity quicksand stretched around me in all directions. I had met my match. I had been overwhelmed. Alcohol was my master. And um, I'm just going to get my
1: timer started.
3: Um, yeah, my name is Melissa I'm a recovered compulsive overeater, and I live in New York. And um, yeah, this paragraph is more than just, um, I don't like the way my genes feel, right? Or I think I drank too much. It's it's that step one understanding, that bitter morass of self-pity, you know, stuck stuck in the swamp of feeling sorry for myself um, and despair, right? No hope. That's what it means to be living in despair, feeling like there is no chance, no hope, and no ideas left. And, um, you know, I thought about loneliness, and um, and it's that, like, intense, unpleasant, emotional response to the perception of isolation, right, like that feeling of isolation, and this profound sadness um, because of a lack of social connections and sense of community. And this is the bottom for us. For me, I felt um, completely beaten down and couldn't imagine that I could come back from where I was. I knew um, everything there was to know about diets, I knew everything about moderation. I knew how many calories were in everything, how many grams of fat. I knew about exercise. I even knew the inner workings of my mind. Um, full of self-help knowledge books, and yet I couldn't find one idea left that I felt might actually work. Um, and I was extremely sad, right, and lonely. Um, I had a very big. I have a big family. I have a full and productive career, which I've always loved. I had two small children at that time. I had neighbors who liked me, husband, friends. um, And I would be in a room or surrounded with people, and I was lonely. And my isolation was perceived, not real. It was a perception. And it was my own withdrawing, my deliberate withdrawal from life, because my need to eat was paramount. Right, because I chose food, or I didn't choose food, food had taken me um you know when food is your master, it demands complete fidelity and loyalty, and it's not interested in sharing you like that's what it was for me. It didn't care; it forced me into submission, it demanded I chose it first, and so I'd sit upstairs on my bed and I'd watch mindless t v shows and eat while my whole life was going on outside the door and I would cry, right? And this sounds horrendous, and yet it's the beautiful beginning. It's the necessity for um, a spiritual rescue. That's what we need. When you're in the quicksand, you demand being rescued, and we're ripe for transformation at that point. Um, Yeah, thank you. With that, I'll pass.
0: Thank you, Melissa C. The line is now open for sharing on what we just read. Although we value your experience, we ask that you limit your share to every third day so that others may share their experience too. So if you shared yesterday or the day before, please step back and let others have their turn. And please, say your name just once, it does help me hear you.
4: Who would like to share?
3: Morning,
4: Jen A, Jennifer,
0: Jennifer W,
5: Nicole P, Lauren N. Let, let Larry me just K.
0: tell you who I heard, please. I heard Lauren N, Jen Good A, down. somebody W, Nicole, and Larry K. Who did I know? Barbara met? E. Who was L- the A, W?
6: It
0: to? was uh, Jennifer W. Okay, Nicole great. R- oh, Thank you. I've got a lineup My, here. What? E. Wow. Yes, Barbara, I know I heard you. Thank you. You too. I have Lauren N, Jen A, Jennifer I said Charles w, Nicole, Larry K, Barbara E, and Charles, I've got you for the next round. okay, You'll let us off there. So let's start with Lauren N, please.
1: Good morning, all. Lauren N. from New York, compulsive overeater, sugar addict, and just a crazy person sometimes. Actually, a lot of times. Um, boy, could I relate to that share or that reading? I was beaten down by this disease. I had diabetes, giving myself three shots, four shots a day, of um, one of insulin. I was um, morbidly obese and passed and had done two bariatric surgeries um, and was gaining weight back after the second bariatric surgery. And I knew where I was going because I'd been there so many times before at 50 and wanted to die at 50 years old. What an incredible thing I had by coming into these rooms. I found a spiritual awakening. I found recovery. I found all of you and all of my, my gods with skin. And I was able and, and able, am able to live a life that is full of, and filled with recovery today, and filled with positive behaviors and positive thoughts, and sometimes I go into that bitter morass of self-pity, and thank God I have a cure for it today. I pick up the phone that sometimes is 300 pounds, but I pick it up anyway, and it helps. It helps every minute of every day when I get into this hell of my own thinking and I know that you all will be there for me and that is the best. Thank you very much and with that I pass.
0: Thank you Lauren. N. Jen A it's your turn followed by Jennifer W. Good morning Jen.
1: Good morning
5: Lynn. Thank you so much for moderating this morning. My name is Jen A. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from Littleton, Colorado and um, uh, I'm going to take you back a little bit to a game. It's called Candyland. And Candyland has some characters in it. And this uh, paragraph reminds me of a character named Gloppy. He was in the molasses swamp of Candyland. I remember him well, right? He's the brown, nasty-looking guy in the corner down at the very bottom of the game. And if you're down there, you're losing, right? Um, and it kind of reminds me of this paragraph because Bill was losing. reminds me of me because I was losing, you know, life was becoming pretty bleak for me and dark, depressive and dreary, and I was a pretty miserable girl.
7: Um, when I was, avocados was ready.
5: Hey, Charles, buddy, you're unmuted. <laughs> Get me some avocados too. All right. And so basically, <laughs> so basically, um, I just remember being in that really, really lonely place, like Bill, right? And then I remember that all hope was lost for me, right? I remember sitting in the car with the boxes and the bags and the toothbrush and the vomit out my door. I had no more confidence that I could continue on this way of life. Absolutely none. I was trapped by this disease. Food, exercise, pills, and potions were my master just like Bill talks about alcohol being his master. So can I identify with Bill? Absolutely I can, right? And I'll, 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 I'll remind myself too that on that board in Candyland, there was this girl at the top of the board. Her name was Queen Frostine, right? She was full of grace and beauty. Everybody wanted, everybody wanted to get to the top. Everybody wanted to get to Queen Frostine. I'd love to be Queen Frostine too, right? Um, I am a child of God. Um, I do believe that I am a, his princess, that he gives me to the keys to the kingdom today. But I had to do a few things first. I had to go from this desperate state to a state of transformation by doing these 12 steps. And, um, you know, I picked up those uh, tool the spiritual toolkit that was laid at my feet, right? And I picked up a God of my own understanding And I traveled on that path, that wonderful Candyland board game, all the way to the top. And I'm not going to say I stay at the top all the time. I'm not going to tell you it's roses and ponies and kitty cats and, you know, just beauty all the time. No, but I will tell you today I'm a much bright, more cheerful, friendly, sunshiny kind of girl. And um, I will say that there's hope in my life, right? And it started out with you all. I heard other people's experiences and that moved to helping others prosper eternally through this big book of Alcoholics Anonymous and through Overeaters Anonymous. And with that I'll pass. Thanks.
0: Thank you, Jenna. Jennifer W., it's your turn, followed by Nicole. Good morning, Jennifer.
6: Hi there. My name is Jennifer W., and I'm uh, from Sweden in recovery. Uh, However, now I'm in Spain. And um, I'm really, really glad to be sharing here. I haven't uh, shared in a while, uh, and it's so great to hear people that I know and look up to and hear all of the, like the things that you can do uh, for this disease. Uh, it's a scary disease. Um, I'm thinking of when when it says uh, self-pity, it's like a negative spiral and it just takes you down. In Swedish, we call it... Um, Um, a sweater of victim and uh, take off the sweater. Um, I think in English is the pity party. And what I'll do is that I'll go to the food as my solution whenever I get into this loneliness and despair and self-pity. And I realize that sometimes in recovery I can get there, but I've learned through this program to, to get myself up again and to actually stop this very scary thing. And for me, it was actually like not wanting to live um, when I was really down in this disease. And I didn't want to live, and I thought that it would be better to eat then. Uh, But now today, I don't even have to eat. uh, And I'm so grateful for that. And uh, so glad to have other people that I can get inspired by and to know that there is a the solution. So uh, really, really great to be here with all of you.
0: Thank you, Jennifer W. Nicole, it's your turn, followed by Larry K. And if we could have the initial of your
4: last name, please, Nicole. Hello, good morning, everyone. Um, I'm Nicole P. from Georgia. Um, I love, well, I love all of the big Book, but I love these um, paragraphs that we went over um, when I think about morass, you know, I was insane, and yet I was so prideful. I didn't want to be told what to do because I knew everything. I just had a food problem. I don't need you to tell me anything different. And it just it reminds me of, you know, when I do it my way, if anyone's ever been in a swamp or area, you can go to that area clean. You always come out a mess. And that was me. Um, I left my insanity wherever I went. And although in my mind I thought I had it all together, I was a hot mess, Um, quicksand. I mean, in literal terms, it's saying that you can't escape. And so what happens when that happens, when the quicksand, you know, sinks you in, The sand itself is losing strength and it can't not support itself. It cannot support its weight. And for me, that's how I felt. It's like it took me, ironically, like Bill, three times to really understand, like, my way doesn't work. I can't go off my own strength. And this emotional baggage I've been carrying for decades. I'm slowly starting to unpack. But I couldn't do that alone. I had to have the help of a higher power. I had to have the help of you all, Um, a master. Oh, Oh, yeah. Food had me. Um, It controlled me. It controlled my every existence, every hour on the hour. I didn't attend an event unless food was there. I mean, it had me in its grip. And when I think about this paragraph, I think about Dora the Explorer. And my disease is like Swiper, you know, trying to swipe my spirituality, trying to swipe my sanity. But with the help of God and with the help of the OI Fellowship, I can, you know, de- that, You know, I can say Swiper, no swiping. Swiper, no swiping, on a di- daily basis. But I can't do it alone. Just like Dora would ask the audience to help her, I have to ask the OI Fellowship. I have to ask my higher power. Otherwise, my sanity my spirituality, it will be swiped. And I'm just really appreciative of this paragraph. While I met my match with my food, thank you. While I met my match with my food, I'm grateful today to say my way doesn't work, and I'm okay that it doesn't work. And with that, I pass. Thank you so much.
0: Thank you, Nicole P. Larry K. it's your turn, followed by Barbara E. Good
8: morning, Larry. Good morning, Lynn. Thank you very much. Uh, Larry Kay from Chicago, recovered. Here's the thing about quicksand. Um, If you're going to be saved uh, from it, you literally need to be extracted. You you have to stop fighting, right? And Bill's been thrashing about disturbing the quicksand. I I know what that feels like by using his self-will to extricate himself. It's not going to happen. We're going to read, he's going to drink again. And he's growing tired and he and he's gonna to have to get to the point where he stops fighting. In other words, he surrenders. And he says, I met my match, I had been overwhelmed, alcohol was my master, and this was a critical admission on his part. See, surrender is not a passive process, surrender is a dance. It's as if we're we're partnered, you know, to life in a in a in a dance step. And and we don't lead, but, but also we don't limply like drag ourselves like dead weight either, you know, we're kind of a dance partner to our, our higher power. Right. We're asked to be vulnerable and and, and undefended and, and and yet present so that we can follow the next move wherever, wherever that leading step takes us. And, And we can add our own style as we go along. Right. Letting go of our need to control, and ultimately trust that there's something hidden in each challenge, you know, and in, in, in interruption that life presents us with. And the steps ask that we actively engage in this process of letting go. We actively engage in a process of letting go. You know that, that that we be awake and aware and conscious throughout the experience of of, of opening up to this current of life and stop thrashing around. I had to stop sponsoring myself. see history is full of of people who understood that surrender meant going you know giving themselves up to a higher purpose because that's what life asked of them and bill you know let let let's be reminded before he wrote the big book, divinely inspired, you know what he wrote before this? Financial reports <laughs> that's what this guy wrote his financial reports, right. <laughs> So so for me, you know, uh, any obstacle that prevents me from surrendering to my higher power, that's going to be an exercise in futility. But if I think I'm going to wait around for the miracle to happen, that type of surrender, keep waiting. You'll wait all the way to the grave. With that, I pass. Thanks.
2: Thank you, Larry K. And Barbara E., it's your turn. Please go ahead, Barbara.
9: Good morning, everyone. It is Barbara E. from New Jersey. Well, those words really resonate with me. No words can tell of the loneliness and despair that enveloped me as a compulsive volume overeater. Food was indeed my master. In 1997, I was morbidly obese at five feet two, 230 pounds, and full of hate for me and you. I've never been this big before, but I just couldn't stop gaining weight. I did feel hopeless, like I'd never be able to lose weight and keep from going back to it. To overcome my compulsion, and let's face it, guys, I was lazy. I was 50 at the time, and my body ached constantly. I felt like people didn't respect me and look down on me because I was a glutton. I didn't project the image of the person I strive to be. I thought, if I can't even lose weight, what makes me think I can do anything else? I just wanted to be successful at this one thing. I felt like being successful at losing weight would help me to believe in myself when it came to other things in life. But I didn't think I'd ever be successful. I was too busy to fit away into my life, even though I knew it was my eating was going to kill me. This program required a lot of work. But my sponsor was gentle but firm. She said, just one step at a time, Barbara, like giving up sugar and making one full." phone call a day to start. You're not a piece of crap, so stop treating yourself like you are. She said, what you resist will persist. At first, I thought, yeah, whatever, just another modern wannabe profound slogan from some self-help guru. But I began to think there might be something to it because trying to avoid something led me to thinking about it. And the next thing you know, there I was again, letting myself down. We all have different struggles, but maybe the best thing would not be not to focus on the weight loss so much, Barbara, and the food, and find something new that I enjoy, some new activity or hobby that would be good for me, something fun and rewarding that didn't feel like exercise, gardening, reading, joining a book club, even trying my hand at art, and remembering, Barbara, leave my credit card at home so you won't have the option to buy snacks when you're outside. I think avoiding misery and guilt ends in misery and guilt. Thank you. So don't chase happiness instead. You can recover. We all can. The solution is a few pages away. Thank you. I passed.
0: Thank you, Barbara E. Okay, the line is now open again for sharing. And just a reminder to those who came on the line maybe a little bit later, we're continuing our study of Bill's story. We are on page 8, the first paragraph, no words can tell. So if you have shared in the last day or two, which would be yesterday or the day before, Please step back and let others have their turn. And please say your name just once. It does help me hear you. Who would like to
10: see? The R. Rick The red, R. R.
5: The
0: red
2: Rick J. Jennifer okay, C. Please.
0: Thank you. Let me tell you who I heard, and we'll see if we missed anybody. We have Charles H. from the last round, Cynthia, Nessa R., Rick J., Jennifer C. Is there someone else?
2: Leah
4: Okay,
0: great. No. Leah M. Super. This is who I have: Charles Indiana H., Cynthia, Nessa R., Rick Day, Jennifer C., and Leah M. Please go ahead, Charles.
7: You, man. I'm going to ask this question, which I hate. Can you hear me? Yes, we can. Thank you. Can you hear me clearly?
2: Charles, we lost you. Yeah,
11: I'm here. That's that's the problem. Can you hear me?
0: We can, but you're very muffled.
11: Okay, hold on. Let me, uh, let me do something
2: about that.
7: Hold on. Can you hear me now?
2: That's oh, perfect.
0: Yeah. Thank you, Charles.
7: Oh, okay, yeah. It, it, it's amazing how we can hear me asking about avocados, but we can't anyway. So Charles H, I'm a recovered compulsive overeater, so um you know i've been waiting <laughs> I've been waiting four hundred years anyway, so I could wait for a second round. Um, you know, no words could explain like like how I was feeling some type of way yesterday, and thank God I got a sponsor that I could bounce these things off of because I trust them. I don't really trust a lot of y'all to keep it real. Um, yeah, you know we talk about we, we talk about this pandemic it's for me. It's been a 400-year pandemic, and no words can explain um, how I feel, how I felt yesterday. I feel a little bit more relieved today, and I'm so grateful to be vulnerable. I'm so grateful that I made it home yesterday Um, unscathed, right? You know, and I'm so grateful for my sponsor and my community and the fellowship because I needed it. I I needed the fellowship. Um, You know, a lot of emotional – things going on. You know, a lot of a lot of injustice and I and I I felt some type of way and I you know and, and my disease is like let them all know cuz they don't understand. Let them know how you feel. But you know what? I accept that you don't know how I feel and I accept that you don't need to know how I feel. You know, as long as my higher power knows how I feel and and these 12 steps is the reason why I can feel some type of way. And add uh, and ask for a, a, a ripe avocado, even though they didn't have it, and it's okay. So with that, I pass. I leave time on the clock for everybody else. Thank you,
0: Charles H. Cynthia, it's your turn, followed by Nessa R. And can we have the initial of your last name, please?
12: Hi, this is Cynthia D. Um, compulsive overeater, and um, I remember I had um gastric uh, sleeve done in 2015. And by 2018, um, I was having severe trouble trying to follow the diet. When 2020 rolled around, I was like, I can't do this anymore. I didn't want to. I wanted to eat what I thought was normally. And it called to me, and I had no power to resist it. I mean, I just could not get a handle on my eating. It went from what I thought was normal to what I knew was abnormal. And I was just feeling absolutely powerless to do anything about it. And I would look at people, Don't, please don't ever take this the wrong way, but I would look at people that were larger than me or on amigos, on, on, on crutches or whatever that were so overweight for whatever reason. And I would think
2: to myself, that's the direction I'm going. And I was scared. And I started saying to myself, I,
12: I'm accepting defeat in this, but there's got to be a better way. There's got to be. And so quietly, I would talk to my friends about it. And then finally, uh, one of my very new friends talked to me about, well, maybe you should talk to a friend of mine about OA. And I just jumped at it. I jumped at the, the chance because I felt like there's there's got to be something, you know, because when, when I hit that despairing point and I knew I was so totally out of control, I knew I needed help and I knew that I couldn't do it alone. I knew if, if nothing else but fellowship is what OA could offer me, then I knew that I would be better off with them. And then when I called and started talking and started listening to a vision for you, I got a little scared because it seemed so hard. absolute abstinence just seems so hard. But I said to myself, "I'm gonna try. I'm willing, I'm gonna do it and see if it works and by goddess, it worked, and now, I'm still fighting for my food neutrality because I had a little slip up over Labor Day, but um. I reached food neutrality, and it was the weirdest feeling I had ever had, but it was a good feeling, and I'm on my way back there yet again, and I, I just want to say I am so thankful. Move, Cat. I'm so thankful, and so the insight that I have to myself now is like nothing I've ever had in 59 years of therapy, and I am just so thankful. To, time, please, to God, and I just I just wanted to say that to all of you out there, whoever I've ever reached and talked to, and everyone who's on the line and um, monitoring the call, thank you so much, and with that, I pass. Thank you,
0: Cynthia D. Nessa R., it's your turn, followed by Rick J. Good morning, Nessa.
13: Hi, good morning, Vision for you. This is Nessa R. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Toronto, Canada. I want to piggyback on um, actively pursuing surrender um, because to me, this words uh, quicksand, I'd like to think that uh, Bill W. didn't choose it randomly and that he has a deeper meaning. And for me, the deeper meaning is, is, uh, is uh, twofold. Number one, this disease is quicksand. Once I'm in it, I cannot get out by myself. And the more I struggle, the deeper I sink. The more I try to control the food, the more the food controls me. And that's the, um, the metaphor in the quicksand for the disease, but also for recovery. Because what do I have to do to get out of quicksand? I have to, number one, stop struggling. And that means um, entire abstinence. And then um, I need to um, have somebody take me out, and that somebody is God. But God is not just going to beat me up; um, He's going to throw me a lifeline, like somebody who's trying to save somebody from quicksand does. Because if another person jumps into the quicksand, they're both going to drown. So the person throws a lifeline from the shore, and I have to grab it. And that lifeline that God throws me are the 12 steps, and I have to grab them. And I have to stay grabbed on until i 'm not only at the shore, but I confirm ground you know because if I let go i 'm back on the quicksand, and that safe ground is when the um, when the uh, um, mental obsession um, has has disappeared for the most part in recovery after uh, or during um, step ten, but then I also Uh, I cannot just say, okay, I'm home free, I'm safe ground, I don't have to worry anymore. Uh, I have to make sure that I don't go back into the quicksand, I don't jump in by accident or on purpose. And how do I do it? By working steps 10, 11, and 12, um, that I may remain entirely abstinent and free of the food obsession. And so I love love this uh, metaphor of the quicksand. It's certainly been true in my life uh the, the the shore although i have to now be careful that i don't jump back into into the quicksand of my trigger foods uh ingredients and behaviors is so much better than being in the quicksand with the foods that quote unquote i loved but um i realize now that i didn't love those foods i needed those foods like a junkie needs his um he or her fix in my case um you know, um, firm ground is so much better. It's a lot of work, but it's a lot more pleasant, and it's happy, joyous, and free, and with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you,
0: Nessa. R. Rick J., it's your turn, followed by Jennifer C. Good morning, Rick.
11: Good morning. Um, Good to hear everybody this morning. My name is Rick J. I am a compulsive overeater in Cary, North Carolina, recovered, but not cured, as my dear friend says. And what brings to mind in this paragraph is welcome to hell um You know he says no words can tell of alone, loneliness and despair, but he does a pretty damn good job you know um, and for me, one of the things that um goes along with this this quicksand and this 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 bitter morass, this swamp and this sort of dim duel you know, existence is, you know, I'm alone and I'm in the dark. I've been plunged into the dark and I'm, you know, I'm sinking, I'm sinking, you know, and I'm sinking and I'm alone and I'm in the dark. And that's where my eating took me. And that's what my bottom looks like. Um, You know, and, and I know that we all, you know, we hit a bottom. What's that bottom look like? Um, You know, It looks like this, you know, for whatever, you know, whatever our particular bottom was. um, And we know when we're there, the sad part about this is that, uh, you know, like has been said before, there is a bottom below the bottom, you know, and um, I was to go on to find, uh, you know, another bottom. And my first bottom occurred when my son You know, I could see um, the light go out in his eyes when he caught me eating after uh, I promised him just an hour before that I was, I would never eat like that again, that he could trust me. I was his daddy. And then he caught me eating again. An hour later, you know, that was the best that I could do. And, uh, you know, and I thought I'd never felt such, you know, emotional pain and sorrow and just felt like i i t- truly was overwhelmed and there was nothing i had at all that would be able to to fight this and that's the problem is i kept trying to fight this and like it's been said you know it's it's about surrender it's about stopping fighting and for me the surrender had to be a decision to stop fighting because i didn't want to surrender but for some reason making a decision a strategic decision to stop fighting because there was nothing I had left and I didn't want to die. I really didn't. So, um, you know, I'm very grateful that I'm no longer in that bitter morass of self-pity. I mean, my life has got some struggles in it, but it's got so much beauty and there's so much hope and love in my life. Um, that I don't want to give that up with that first compulsive bite.
0: Time, please.
11: With that, I pass.
0: Thank you, Rick J. Jennifer C., it's your turn, followed by Leah M. Good morning, Jennifer.
14: Good morning, uh, Jennifer C. Recovered in Greenville, South Carolina. So thankful this morning. I love looking at these paragraphs and considering them um, in light of my recovery today. And, um, you know, no words can tell of the connectedness and hope um, that are found in the acceptance, right, the the acceptance piece. So page 417 um, tells me that, you know, the very thing that I fought for years um you know, it says, for years I was sure that the worst thing that could happen to a nice guy like me would be that I would turn out to be an alcoholic. And today I find it's the best thing that has ever happened to me, right? Um, So I have to accept that this disease is a fact of my life today. Um, I have to accept that Oftentimes, I'm not a normal thinker. I have to accept that my tendency is to be self-centered in the extreme, right? I have to accept that I must work a 12-step program every single day. But that very thing that I've had the hardest time accepting happens to be the greatest gift in me today. Um, And so instead of that quicksand, God's hand today stretches all around me, right? Right? In every moment, God's hand is there guiding me, rescuing me, recreating my life, uh, showing me how to handle situations that used to baffle me. Um, it, that That is amazing, that, that intuitive guide, every step today as I turn to my higher power. I was once overwhelmed by my compulsion, and today, truly, I am overwhelmed by how God keeps showing up. God keeps recreating my life. Every day is a day to partner uh, with my higher power to see that victory, that that third step prayer, that beautiful prayer, that victory over my difficulties really does bear witness today uh, to those I help and to those I share, um, you know, his power, his love, his way of life. Um, it's it's all so real today. Um, God is my master, and, and truly I wouldn't have it any other way. Because I know that his way and his will is always 100% of the time better than self will. Um, And the beautiful part of this process for me today is that it never gets old. Um, I get to really truly experience this connectedness with God and with all of you um, that is so much more nourishing and satisfying and even exciting than food ever was or ever will be. Um, So God truly is a trustworthy master. And as I stay connected today, I am safe and protected today. Um, so thank you for letting me share, and, and thank you to each of you for your shares. Um, this camaraderie is just truly beautiful to me. And with that, I pass.
0: Thank you, Jennifer C.
2: And Leah M., it's your turn. Please go ahead. Press star one to unmute, Leia. Okay,
15: sorry. I must Hi. have. Whoop! There yeah, we are. This, this is Leia S.
0: Leia S. Thank you.
15: Yeah, uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I was the one who spoke. Okay, thank you very much. Uh, this paragraph tells me to go back into my into my deepest, deepest down. I can add a couple of words: despair, loneliness, and self pity. Quicksand means that all of these negative emotions were expanding around me and were overwhelming me. Why is it so hard to, excuse me, to even understand this that it is being said over here? Because this is what we're coming from. This is exactly what I'm coming from. And I will no longer experience that extreme. If, if I give myself entirely to my higher power and to the 12 steps, uh, alcohol is not going to be my master. My master is going to be these 12 steps and God himself. It is remarkable, but I do have to remember where I'm coming from so that I never, ever want to go back there again. And with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you,
0: Leia S. Okay, we have time for a couple of more shares, maybe three. Who would like that time? L- Loretta H.
10: Anita L. Okay, do you want to Vinnie tell us one more? I have Vinny Vinny
0: T. Was that right?
10: Thank you. Yes.
0: Okay, I have Loretta H., Anita
16: P., and Vinny T. Please go ahead, Loretta. Thank you, Lynn, and thank you, everyone, for your shares today. They were so healing. I, too, I was going to share about the morass, because that's entanglement, and then I was going to share about the master, which I was my master. As a result, I was beat down by this disease. I always tried to whip myself into shape. Oh, I'm Loretta H., compulsive reader, anorexic, Grace with God's absence for today and recovered for today, and I live in Raleigh. Uh, but the, the thing I want to share today, and somebody just shared it, is I embrace my darkness today because uh, it, my favorite paragraph, and I always share this, is um, on 124 My darkest past is my greatest asset because I remember my last debacle. And with that, I can avert misery for myself and death for myself and for others if um, I do the work. You know the healing is in if I do the deal, and the deal is the 12 steps and of course the directives of my higher power. And I was I was actually. Um, raped because of this disease, and I had two car accidents because of this disease. So I have lived in that quicksand. And today, you know, they were very, very tragic things, but it didn't stop me from eating or, or starving, and it took what it took to get me to where I can surrender today and the acronym for surrender is seriously understanding real recovery entails not debating every reason and for me my reasoning my thinking is what i have to turn over today that is my will and then my actions are my life and that all has to be directed by my higher power and i am so grateful today that I have a life beyond my wildest dreams. I do have struggles, but today there is a design for living that actually helps me navigate anything, whatever it is. Uh, I've had a suicide since I've been in recovery. There's so many things that have happened, but this program helps me navigate it without hurting myself more than what the pain of my life hurts me. So I am so grateful and it is the biggest gift I've ever gotten and I too, it's the best thing that ever happened to me and I know it because I know I'm a to... over here. Thank you. And I pass and thank you everybody. Thank you. We have time for
0: two two minute shares. So Anita L, it's your turn, followed by Vinny T. Good morning, Anita.
17: Good morning, everybody. This is Anita L from outside of Philadelphia. And uh, sorry, I couldn't get unmuted before to read the traditions. Um, This is one of my favorite paragraphs. One reason why I love it is because Bill is such a visual writer, and I can feel where he says, uh, no words can tell of the loneliness and despair. Oh, my goodness, that just hits me right in my heart. I... I can relate in remembering back what it was like to be stuck, like I would be stuck in that quicksand, but to be stuck in the food and wanting to get out with all my might. I wanted to, but I couldn't. I just couldn't do it. And the shame, the hate, the self-hate, all that, food was Definitely, my master, I was a prisoner of my disease, and i I knew how to get out, surrender to a power greater than myself, and when finally that gift of desperation set in, that's when I was ready to let go, and then, with all my heart, I truly asked God to please. Please take this from me. Please help me. I can't do it myself. And all the other things that I shared. And I was relieved. And my higher power has granted me such a beautiful recovery. This time, I I just can't even tell you guys. And the shift in my thinking, and somebody shared about living in 10, 11, and 12. And for me, living in in 10, 11, and 12, literally on a daily basis has been the thing that has changed my attitude, my life, my willingness to live in the recovery on a daily basis. And it can, it. Thank you, and it can happen for you too. Thank you. With that, I pass.
0: And Vinny T., it's your turn to share. We've got about two minutes maybe
10: am I being heard? You are. Uh, Thank you. This is Vinnie T in North Carolina. I have a great big star next to this paragraph. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's ironic. He says no words can tell. And yet immediately I think all of us identify with that loneliness and despair and, uh, yeah, you know, I'm looking now at, at our situation where we're all, you know, closed away on our own. Uh, those of us who live alone, especially. Um, but that loneliness before was of my own choosing. I chose to be alone because I did not want anybody to interfere with my eating, and I didn't want anybody to help me. I wanted to be in that morass of self-pity. It felt it felt like what i deserved i you know i just i i was beaten and now um i i look at i i look at this and and i i'm so so grateful to have finally found <laughs> this solution um and, and I I have no words, no words to describe the, I mean, the amount of my gratitude is equal to the amount of my despair and pity that I had. And, and somebody said, you know, living, I'm, I'm living now. Um, And I'm, I love these meetings because this teaches me how you know, what to say, you know, what, what experiences are valuable to pass on to someone else to, to get them to identify and to get them recovered. Um, so thank you all, and thank OA. Um, thank my higher power, um, and I pass.
0: Thank you, Vinny T. Thank you to everyone who shared, and thank you to Team Friday for their month of service. Please join us for a second, unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing. And the share ID for this morning, Friday, February 25th, the 7 a.m. meeting is 15432. We will now close with the reading from the Big Book on page 164, followed by the Serenity Prayer.
2: Tenzin P., will you please read A Vision for You? Press star one to unmute. Okay, there we go. There we go.
0: Okay, our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick The answers will come if your own house is in order, but obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right, and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows.